to the House of Minds, a podcast experience where we dive into individuals' journeys and mindsets with the intention and potential to bring you keys to unlock and expand your mind into new realities and possibilities, because we can all learn something from everyone. All you must bring is a desire to learn, an open mind, and the trust that the universe is always working for you. What will the House of Minds bring you today? Welcome to another episode of House of Minds. My name is Christina Lynn. I'm the podcast host. Today we're speaking with our resident astrologist, Ashton Romano, who's back on air and who's going to give us the spiel for everything that we can expect through the next month, plus some. Yay. Yay. Thanks for coming back on, Ashton. Thank you so much for having me. My pleasure, as always. So excited to dive in because we always have flowy conversation that like yields so many seeds and plants so many seeds and yield so much fruit. But before we get there, let's start with some grounding. Yes, yes, yes. All right. So for any listeners, if you're operating heavy machinery, driving a car, please do not close your eyes. For everybody else, if it's safe to do so, go ahead and start to soften your gaze or close your eyes. Take a deep breath in. Open your mouth. Sigh or exhale out. Just push the air out. Let it go. Take a few more deep breaths like that. Inhale in. Draw the air deep into your body. Start to let go of thoughts, the mental chatter with your exhales. Bring in peace and calm with your inhale. Let go of your day with your exhale. Bring in clarity, focus with your inhale. Let go of worry, repetitive thoughts with your exhale. Now that things have started to calm down, continue to connect with your breath. You might continue to take a few open mouth sighs to continue to release. You could also seal your lips, move your breath in and out of your nose. Tap into your ujjayi breath, which builds heat in your body. I like to think of the heat that it brings to destroy thoughts, patterns, habits, leaving space for creation, for awareness and for new. Take a moment to just scan your body. Start at the tip of your toes, move your awareness up. Notice anywhere you feel tense or tight. Giving yourself permission to start to extend grace, compassion to those areas. Give them permission to soften. Know that there's nothing to hold on to in this space. As you move your awareness up into your heart space, take a moment to tune in with its warmth. Allow its warmth to start to expand forward, backwards, up and down, laterally, side to side. So that you find yourself in a little bubble full of your own light. 
give it a color. Notice what color resonates with you right here in this time and space. Move your awareness up through your throat, clearing the way for expression. Move all the way up to the crown of your head. Release anything that's not serving you energetically, mentally, emotionally. Keep just what you need, knowing that you already have all you need within you and in this space. Feel the energy, the aurora of safety, of security, of your inner connection that you've made your way back to. One more deep breath in and exhale out. Slowly begin to open your eyes. Let's begin. <laughs> I love your grounding meditations. Thank you. <laughs> that, that one I was vibing for sure. Thank you. I appreciate that. Because as it flowed for me, I'm like, wow, this is really flowing right now. Yeah. Just came. When I asked you, so before, before we hit record, when I asked you, like, do you want to do the, the grounding? I was kind of hoping you'd say yes, but then I was like, no, <laughs> trust yourself, just do it. Um, Cause I was like, shit, I don't have anything prepared, but that's the thing. You just got to trust yourself. Like, no, it's there and not let those thoughts interfere. Just go into it. Yes. Yes. Which is which is actually what this uh, themes of this month is, is all about with, um, with the Jupiter Neptune conjunction happening today at its most potent peak in love Pisces. It. <laughs> love it. I love that. I see intu intuitive. I intuitively let us right there. I love it. Tell us more. Um, so the energies for this next month, all the way till about mid-May are this Piscean energy of, um, kind of what you just so beautifully flowed into like a flow, a surrender, a trust. Um, <clears throat> sometimes there can be like an un, you know, I don't know what I don't know. And how can I step into this space? And then you go in and you just allow it to unfold. This is Pisces and um, it's a water sign. So there's going to be, you know, connection to emotions, feelings, watch for tendencies to escape. Because uh, there can be a little bit of an overwhelming feeling too. So, mm. so anything that comes up, yeah, it's 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 gonna be a beautiful month, but also a month to be mindful of grounding, of taking day to day tasks um, to balance out the kind of otherworldliness that we're experiencing. Because Pisces will take us up into like the ethers. It'll take us out of you know our our minds, so to speak, into the intuitive realms of feeling, sensing. So um, being hypersensitive and, and very aware of energy is, I, when you did that part about the imagining a light bubble, that was so beautiful because yes, of keeping your own energy contained in a protective, loving energy of light is going to be very helpful and useful to navigate the upcoming um, month. Love it. So like grounding. So allowing yourself to feel, 
But then, yeah, oftentimes, and that's so interesting because I said the word safe, right? Oftentimes, if we don't feel safe in our space, that's when those feelings can, they're like not contained, right? And they're going to carry us away and up and spiral. However, if you can ground yourself into a space where, oh, I am safe. Oh, okay. I have these feelings, but I'm still in my body and I'm still safe. It takes us back to that truth of like a feeling is just a feeling and a feeling is going to pass. And it's not ultimately who I am, what I am. Um, does that make sense? Totally. And it's, it's energy, it's energy in motion, it's movement. So it might be uncomfortable to feel it moving through, but as you surrender, which is another very Pisces theme, surrender to the, to the feeling, to the flow, it'll move through. Not always comfortable, but (laughs) it'll, it'll pass. Yeah. Just allowing it to be that came up on our last podcast too, allowing it to be so that it can just move through what, so what are some practices that you'd recommend to practice the art of surrender and allowing things to move through? Um, to practice the art of surrender. Hmm. I mean, this is, I've, I've been in this space of practice because it's still, you know, there's a lot of unknown and reaching for that control when there's the unknown, it's like, okay, well, what can I control? And then mind almost becomes fixated on that so lately I've been um doing my best to just like you said dive into the trust and and I I tend to reflect back on moments in my life where I experienced a similar like feeling of (gasps) what's happening what's going on and then I remember like oh yeah it ended up being okay everything ended up working out like I remember I felt this and now I can look back and see that it was all for a purpose and a reason and for an even like better way for me. It, it, it always ends up working out is, is something I, I tend to go back to as best as I can. And I'm caught up in those. I, I love that. Over- yeah. Yeah. So it sounds like reminding yourself of, Hey, you've lived through this before. It'll be okay. Um, it made me think of the yoga practice. I mean, when you said the word practice, that was my first thought. Like it's a, that's why a practice is a practice, right? (laughs) Um, And a yoga practice resembles a life practice where you're taking the time to pause and hit the self-awareness button so that you can become self-aware of, oh, I'm in scramble mode. I'm in fight, flight, freeze mode. I need to take the time to re-regulate my nervous system so that I can let go and calm down. And that in itself helps you surrender and let go and trust. Um, but it takes hitting that pause and that so anything, like it doesn't have to be yoga. It could be walking. It could be painting. It could be playing the piano, like whatever your process is, um, where you can go reflect so that you have the space to be like, oh, I am grasping onto this thing. And it's time for me to let go of it and be with the unknown and face the fear and drop in to trust and how beautiful that it's trust of the universe in that moment of fear, but also trust of yourself. And I feel like that relates back to the feelings and the intuitive. And a lot of times we'll second guess those feelings. 
which makes it even worse, which makes the bubble of anxiety even worse, which makes the feelings more even overwhelming. So again, that's why it's so important to go back to the grounding process where you can surrender and then lean more into the trust. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I like how you said when, when the doubt of your own self and that own inner connection and communication is like presented, it like, it's like a vibrational disresonance. Like you have this truth that's coming from within and then whether it's conditionally or habitual patterns, whatever comes up, it's like, so it bumps into this. And then all of a sudden it adds the confusion. It adds like, like the control. (laughs) Yeah. So it's, it's a whole, it's like a whole, a whole cycle that tends up. And with all this, uh, the Piscean energy, it's, it's a spectrum. So whenever you have a sign that's a stellium is where there's three or more planets gathered together in one sign, or it might be four. And so that creates like a, a, a focus of energy in the element and nature of the sign. So it's Pisces water. And anytime this happens, it's good to go to the opposite sign to create some balance. So bringing in Virgo energy. So while we have this Pisces. Well, of- that's funny. Yeah. <laughs> Only because I'm a Virgo moon, that's why. Yeah, so you got this one down. <laughs> Call upon that Virgo. <laughs> I don't know. Every time I think I have something down, the universe is like, "Yeah, you want me to check that?" <laughs> Let's yes, see. I'm gonna pass this test, universe. Thank you for the heads up. <laughs> Sorry, you were saying Virgo, so the opposite. Not like pop quiz. <laughs> I don't think I ever got a pop quiz ever in school, <laughs> ever. <laughs> Dang, you think we'd be used to those pop quizzes right now? <laughs> and we'd recognize them like, oh yeah, there it is again. No, I got it this time. I got it. <laughs> I'm moving through. I don't even have to question it. <laughs> yes. So that's such a good feeling. <laughs> Pattern reprogrammed. <laughs> yes. I identify that pop quiz. Whoosh. <laughs> Flying right by my bubble. <laughs> Right by my bubble. That's lovely. There you go. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Back into outer space you go. <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay, Virgo. Virgo, <laughs> Virgo, keep Virgo. shooting the shit right here for a little bit. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, Virgo, Virgo. Um, so well, Pisces energy could be like, very overwhelming at times because there's so many feelings and openness to balance it out just to go into the Virgo like um routine daily habit paying attention to the details of the day-to-day life can be a grounding force mm-hmm. you know some people oh that's boring but it like is it you're taking care of something that's important to get you functioning throughout your day so while there's this like energy of like oneness you can also focus on a detail and a detail and a detail and that method methodical uh, method will bring a sense of like groundedness and stability because um jupiter's expansion neptune is uh, like spirituality fog illusions so expanding on it's they're having like an expansion party of spiritual oneness in the water side of Pisces love how you said that that's great that's great <laughs> and then Venus and Mars are joining the par- party shortly <laughs> Ooh, Pisces party 
And the great thing about surrender and trust and grounding and allowing things to unfold is that it's exactly what it leads you to expansion. Yes. If you let go of it, a couple things. I want to share something about the allow it to unfold, but I don't want to get there quite yet. I want to share something else before I forget the grounding (laughs) and routine. You get a little peek into my brain. I'm like, "Mm -mm, let's organize little Virgos. (laughs) Wait, put that there. Um, it's like, you know, when you really are dreading cleaning something like your car has been dirty for a month or you have all this laundry to do, but then that feeling that you get when you actually do it, that Mm -hmm. is the beauty of routine and stability. Um, and I remember when COVID started, I've always been, I love variety. I love change. I'm someone who's pretty adaptable and I'm like, I might resist a little bit. And then I'm like, oh, okay. I see the benefit. I see their perspective. Let's go. Let's try it this way. (laughs) So I'm more of a vinyasa gal because I like things to constantly change and evolve and grow and shift and move and be different. But when COVID started, hold on, let me preface this something else. But then there's other things in my life that I am very routine. Like the times that I'll actually go take the yoga class. (laughs) Or um, waking up and always having coffee. Like I always start my morning that way, coffee and journaling or always having a vegetable with dinner. So there's like, there's variety, but then there's still like the variety would be what type of vegetable, but then there's still the routine of, but I'm always going to have a vegetable at dinner. So they go hand in hand. So when I, when COVID hit, I went to doing Sumit's, the set sequence Mm-hmm. Like every day I would get up at 6am and Sumit was offering them online on zoom and take the Sumit sequence because the world changed. My routine had been stable, right? I went to either my dietitian job or Pilates job. And that was a constant, but then everything changed and we didn't have that. I didn't have that schedule. Yeah. So my one constant became the Sumit set sequence. Wow. So, and I felt so much grounded every morning after doing the sequence. And I've never been like, I mean, yeah, I went to the hot a couple of times, mainly just because like, it's a really good sweat and yeah. <laughs> you look really good after you sweat that much. <laughs> yeah, skin's clear. But you feel good. good and you feel good. Um, but that is the beauty of having both. Yes. Especially when you're in chaos and ungrounded, you're already, you already have all that variety and change, change, change. So you need to lean and integrate on the grounding practices and have some stability to help bring you into balance so that you're neither too far over here or too mm-hmm. far over here. You're right here. And that's going to help you feel grounded and still able to expand and explore and bring curiosity and flow into the picture but also have the practices that you can lean on to help keep you here and not yeah. up in the air. Yeah. And then you, you get the benefits, you get the beautiful benefits of that because you have like a stable vessel to contain the gifts that come from that. It's like in a yoga practice, when you have the foundation of the stability and the body in, in form, you get the benefits of the muscles actually lengthening of your breath, moving through your body in a way that's going to bring those instead of like not having the proper stability and then you could hurt yourself. That's, it's a potential for, for damage. Yeah. Same with you know, energy. And 
And the thing about this Pisces is it's, it's the unseen, it's the invisible. So it's like, we can see our physical body and we can say, okay, you need to put your feet this way, or okay, you need to put your hands here to create a sense of balance. But in the, these times, our awareness of the invisible and the energy and the psychic and the third eye, all of this, whatever you want to say, we're becoming so much more aware and tuned in, finely tuned to the subtleties of this. So we treat it with just as much, um, just as how we would, you know, our physical bodies. We treat our energy with that same, it's real, it's real, it's a sense. So we need to be mindful of it in the same way. Or it could not be a sense and you don't have to think that way. Sure. It totally depends. There's no right or wrong. You're allowed <laughs> to think and be the way you want to be. But yeah, energy, energy is a thing and it deserves respect and care, just like you would treat the rest of your body and your house. And, uh, and uh, yeah, when you were talking about the foundation it keeps the body safe. It keeps your body safe. And that's the same thing. You keep your energy safe when you can contain it and know the truth and be connected to the truth. It keeps you safe as well and moving and flowing along with your path, regardless of the, the other chaos or what's like going on around you, you're steady, you're grounded. So just like in a yoga practice where you engage and are aware of your body and certain muscles engaging together to protect and keep your body safe. It's the same thing with your energy. You're aware, you're engaging, you're disengaging where, where um, you need to, to stay safe. Just like, just like the yoga practice. Yeah. And, and sometimes that means sometimes, you know, the, it happens sometimes with family members, friends, anyone. You, and there could be some sign of like, oh, I don't want to hurt this person or I don't want to like do this. But a boundary is important in, in, for both people, for both people. If you continue to be around a person who's toxic, then it's not helping them and it's not helping you as a person. So to, to create that boundary and say, I'm going to step back and take care of myself, it creates that space. And you kind of declared to the universe, I'm important and I'm worth safety. Mm -hmm. So I'm, I'm going to come back to myself and tend to me. Um, oh, I love that. Yeah. You're, yep. Because yeah, you have to take the aligned action and steps. Um, let's pause on the word toxic because I feel that, I feel like that's a buzzword and there can be so many descriptions to it and so many ways that people want to describe it and it means this no it means this and honestly I feel like anything that's disturbing your mental peace or sanity is grounds to label it toxic even if there might be some of your own contribution to it that you're not consciously aware of there is still a toxic situation because it takes two to tango right um so even just taking the step back and being willing to say, Hey, like, I, I don't know what's right and wrong right now. I just know that this doesn't feel good. And yes. that is the only indication that I need to step away, regardless yes. of what you think or feel about it. And I want to be responsive to that. But right now I don't have the capacity to do so. I need to go back into my space and figure this out. 
And when I'm contained, because anything that's uncontained is going to be toxic, right? Has the potential to be toxic. Because if you're not like a, a bee that's uncontained is buzzing around, it could prick anything at any time, right? Uh, it's kind of the same with your energy. So you don't need a definition for toxic. If you feel a certain way, that's all you need to know. Yeah, that's that's really well put. Anything that is disturbing like the energy within to step back. And also that's that's a form of, of responsibility because you're being responsive and you're handling it with like um, responsibility, the ability to respond. So you're saying, like you said, I don't know what's happening. With all of it. Yeah. And, with and what I, you can do. Yes. Yeah. Which is, which is a level of, you know, emotional maturity too. Yeah. And intelligence to actually recognize like, oh, I'm unhinged right now too. I need to step back as well. Crap. I was going to say something else. Unhinged. <laughs> I love that. <gasps> Dang it, it flew out. Ah, oh well. Um, maybe it'll come back. Maybe it won't. <laughs> Fly back, uh, Oh, oh, it was on. Okay, it was on why do we sometimes not take the step back? Because that anxiety can be indicative of people pleasing. And when anxiety hits and we're like really worried, again, it's about the control, we're really worried about a situation. Um, and this can happen a lot with the anxious attachment style where in like, this is what the psychology says and how it's defined and where it comes from in psychology terms, from what I've read and what I'm aware of, but anxious attachment can come from having a very unstable environment as a child. And when you're a child, you depend on your parents for attunement, for safety, for, um, to live, right. If you don't have your parents, like that's a threat to your safety. To your so, survival. yeah. So oftentimes we'll betray ourselves and we'll go against our own boundaries for the attunement to still be safe, to still have the sense of attachment to the parent figure, because, because we have to, like we're children, we're boundaryless. We don't, we don't have the ability to, to provide for ourselves. Um, so a lot of times when our energy is chaotic and are anxious, it can take identifying like, oh, I'm probably in a pattern where I've been in the past where I would have had to have side with a parent and their point of view and their view of reality. Um, and I can't, like, if I try to side with my point of view of reality, that's bad. And so we'll avoid, and I want to get to the tendencies to escape and talk about that, but we'll avoid looking at the feelings that we have or what's there and we'll go and we'll attach and attach and attach to that thing that we think is going to make us feel better. And it does make us feel better. Well, it's a band-aid, really, mm. but you're still going to feel shitty and it's still going to keep coming up until you actually look at it. Um, but that can be a good indication of like, if you feel that anxiety and like, wait, I have to go fix this, fix this. No, take that step back, go look at, Hmm okay, this might be an indication that this is a reality battle where I see things a little different um, and knowing that take the right and wrong out of it, take the judgment out of it, just look at it and see what comes up. Cause then that might tell you where you're going past your boundaries yeah. to attach to another person. That was a long 
rant that I <laughs> I didn't plan on, but I think it's important because anxiety is a thing and people pleasing is a thing and it can pull us out of our energy and then lead yeah. us down to paths that aren't ours. And the more we can learn to identify them and come back to our path. I mean, the more time you're going to spend on your path. How amazing is that? Yeah, exactly. And then you're connected to your energy and your inner source of connection. And, and um, this is a beautiful time to get in touch with that for, for this Piscean energy because Pisces is all about connection and unconditional love and beauty and harmony and like a, a utopian existence. So it can also bring up a lot of the past, which is we're closing a chapter. We're letting go of behaviors. We're ending certain cycles of um, how we have connected or related. So it's like the ocean, you know how the ebb and flow of the ocean comes in and could like wash up things to the shores. It's in this process. So um, if like there's experience of this like overwhelming sense or like like feeling heavy or trust the process, go through it, connect with your feelings. And like you said, like bring awareness to what patterns are coming up. What am I feeling? Is this, is this anxiety coming because old stuff is being triggered and, and give yourself that safe space to um, be with yourself in that unconditional love space. That's another like really healing way to um, invite this, this energy is, unconditional love and just think of yourself as that child as your as that almost helpless child who is vulnerable and unsure and doesn't know what to do and doesn't have boundaries like like any one of us would look at a child and be like oh my goodness like what can I do and and we could give that to our own inner child as as the adult that we are now Mm -hmm. just just see that with so much compassion and love like oh I feel you That's the reparenting process. I think it's Alice Miller. She has a couple books. Uh, maybe it's Pia Melodies. I don't remember. But <laughs> one of the one of the books I've read where it's like, go be with that inner child and reparent it. Like, be the parent that your parent wasn't in that moment, but you needed them to be to talk you through and like remind that child that it's safe. And to create that safe space takes, there's no, like, take the judgment out. Yes. Be the observer, become the witness, just observe to observe, bring an air of curiosity to it and empathy. Be willing to like, notice when your mind runs and no, we're not judging. We are watching. We're bringing empathy, understanding. And you like for, to have an unconditional love or compassion for others, you can't give what you don't have yourself. So that's like the beautiful gift too. The more you can build and give to yourself, the more you're able to then authentically give that to others. And that's like the, the gold stuff that actually really deepens relationships. Yeah. Cause you can just be in that space with, with people, mm-hmm. with your loved one, with your intimate partner, with your family. Yeah. Yep. Without needing anything anymore right um because how many times like the old emotional reactions where I don't know I know there's been times where I do know 
I'm just like, I'm trying to think of an example where uh, I'll share something with my mom or they just respond the way they always do. Cause that's just who they are. Like, um, and then you respond is cause you don't feel seen like, Oh, well you don't care anyways. And, um, and instead of like identify, cause again, there's two pieces to it. Right. Um, this was said, and then this led to this reaction and then it leads to the digs. Um, so taking a step back and looking at it in a different air of like, huh, what was going on there? Oh, I didn't feel seen or validated. Huh? That's interesting. But can they validate me before I can validate myself? No. (laughs) So learning to give yourself and identify what you need in that moment. Um, and then it doesn't matter if they do or don't, you know, and then there's like more of a space to just be as well. Yeah. And share without all the, the need for the other stuff. Uh, what are some tendencies to escape and what would be some practices as people feel the need to escape that they can lean into to soothe the feelings and to practice a new pattern? Oh, yeah, this is, uh, so escapism. Drugs, alcohol. (laughs) And there's some, there's some subtle ones too that that we do. Um, Let's see, working, overworking. Mm -hmm. um, Over-exercising. Over-exercising. The internet now, getting lost in like, the internet for like hours it's like a form of a drug i think it can be used it can be like used in that same way you know escapism and then um obviously substances anything that takes you out and 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 this isn't to say like all escapism is necessarily like bad like sometimes watching a movie an entertaining movie for an hour two hours watching a series and and allowing your mind to just like be in another world for some time is is good like drawing art or drawing anything or writing or or engaging your creativity that takes you into that altered space mm. in in a way that's not destructive i'd say is is a really good way to utilize the energy that can be can be on the spectrum of escape um I, I, and sometimes you need to just like you need to dial out yeah nothing bad with that it's only when it becomes a pattern where you're using it to avoid facing something else yes yeah exactly when it's being abused when that's being abused I think that's when it becomes a form of escapism like over time Mm -hmm. but yeah I agree there's there's everything okay with tapping into and that's the thing too it's like these these energies are presenting like layers of of um I mean I'm I think almost like multi-dimensional like space around us so hearing more clearly like your inner voice could be something that comes up too and and sometimes when you're in those spaces of like just allowing your mind to just like dissipate into a movie or getting lost in like a dance or poetry whatever these channels open and you can hear more clearly or get inspired or or feel the next aligned action to take just just by knowing it you're like oh this is what I'm gonna do I get it now I feel it I'm tuned in so it can be a beautiful space for that as well. Yeah. It's almost like when you're too attached to it. Um, that's why nothing is ever bad. Sometimes 
that pattern is the best thing that you can do. <laughs> Go back true. into it. That's why we created them. Yeah. And, and it's to some degree, it's serving a purpose. Otherwise we wouldn't be doing it. So that's where too, the like releasing judgment on, on ourselves comes huge because we're all in this process of growing and evolving. And if we could do anything for ourselves, it's take away the judgment that we're already in this process of, you know, changing to not have our own voice against us, like could be a huge relief. And and it's definitely something I, I struggle with too, like my inner voice, my inner critic, and especially when going into like a new space or um, being vulnerable or trying something different, like it comes up and I think maybe it's part of the human experience. Maybe, maybe I don't know. Yeah. And I think it reveals shadows that we still can dive into and heal and nurture and soothe because those patterns have already those parts of ourself have already been around the ringer. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. literally. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, mentally, emotionally, they've already been there. So releasing the judgment and again, just stepping into the space of witnessing and allowing it to be and just watching it. That rem- like makes me think of when I first started teaching uh, yoga. And let's just admit it. I am a recovering perfectionist. And again, I think there's no right or wrong. So there are some beautiful traits to being a perfectionist and there is definitely gifts in it, but when it's taken to the extreme, um, and it's also that you have to go through the dark of it to see the light of it and live within the light of it. Um, so the fact that, I am going to have a pattern to how many times I turn the lights on in my yoga studio or, or change the lights in the yoga studio. That's an art. <laughs> or I am going to have a perfectly choreographed uh, playlist that like is going to flow exactly with each wave and stage of my class. That's a beautiful art. And at the same time, I don't need to go into that extreme of, oh my gosh, that lady looked at me. Oh my gosh, she doesn't like my class. Oh my gosh. Oh my God, they didn't like it. No, that doesn't serve me. The other stuff does, um, but you can't get that depth or that wisdom or the knowledge or the beauty of it until you actually step back to look at it and like, hey, what is this? What is this here? Where did that come from? Oh, that came from me being told 500, 5,000 times, like you forgot to close the door. You forgot to do this. You forgot to do that. Um, and sitting with that, but then still seeing the beauty and the gifts that it gave you. Yeah. And then that's intimacy, intimacy with yourself. Yeah. Oh, that's so true. I just got chills as you said that. And intimacy with others too, because we're all well, human. Once you have that, like you can sit with that with, that space within yourself it automatically will happen it happens with others because you're comfortable with yourself in that way that it others because I like how Katie Byron says there are no new stressful thoughts so like everyone's had the same stressful thoughts so when you confronted your stressful thought or shadow about it when it meets the shadow of someone else's it's like hey I recognize you what's up yeah it's not bothered yeah 
Okay. It can lead to healing too. So much. So practices for those tendencies to escape. Practices of compassion. Mm. And as you're talking, I, I, I was just thinking how, what's, what's a way to start with small practices of compassion for self and for others? Like, what do you think? Um, for yourself, my life coach always advocated, and I will put his name out because this is from his work. His name is Kenny Weiss. He's local here in Phoenix. He does group and one-on-one sessions. He always advocated waking up and writing three things that you love about yourself, but they have to be things that you actually feel. Cause if you're just saying things that you don't feel the body and the brain, um, recognize the dissonance and it's not going to do anything. So, and start small. Like it could be the stupidest little thing. Like I love the upturn of my nose. Don't judge it, but you love it about yourself. So that's one of your things. Like I love this about myself, three things. Um, gratitude lists can help too, because again, it's taking the focus from your brain, from the negative to looking at the positive, because there's always a silver lining and a positive in in anything, not saying that you want to ignore the negative and you do want to look at it. However, you also want to be able to remind yourself that there's positive. And, um, Peter Levin talks about this being able to sway back and forth so that you don't get stuck in the negative, but you also don't get stuck in the positive. You can go back and forth. And the more you can tap into those negative feelings, but then remind yourself, but, oh, the positive is still there. The deeper you can start to go because your brain and body know like, oh, but I can still go back to that other space. Like that positive space is still going to be there. I'm still going to live. Okay. That Um, happened to me. I was, I was walking down and I, I don't recall the exact event, but I just remember I felt like a heaviness in my heart and I was starting to feel this like going swinging into that, that space of the negativity. And then I was like, wait a minute, but the sun is still shining, but there's birds still out. Like exactly what you said, there's still life happening and there's still so much beauty also. So it's like you, your perspective isn't just narrowed, like it's this and everything here too. It could all be existence together. Yes. You make peace with the duality. So gratitude list is a great practice. Um, appreciate others. Look for the small things. Maybe somebody, somebody cuts you off in the line and your brain starts to want to like say all the things. Well, I don't know. Maybe they're having a really bad day. Maybe their dad's in the hospital. Um, maybe they just got fired. Start to, this is literally like bomb healing bomb for the soul for humanity for consciousness for like if i just imagine if if everybody does this in those moments that's what creates the flow mm-hmm. and that's what creates this like space for this piscean energy of of beauty of existence with each other <laughs> yeah yeah harmony it's like extend the great extend grace the more you can extend grace to others the more hopefully you can start to do it to yourself Um, and that doesn't mean that you want to tolerate abuse. You still want to be able to stand up for yourself. However, like choosing that moment, choose, choosing that moment, you know, extend the grace. 
And then at night, this also comes from Kenny Weiss. So three things in the morning, because I kind of went off another thing at night, three things that you're proud of yourself that you did do in that day. Even if it's just, I got out of bed, I showered and walked outside. Yes. Like take it back to the most basic, simplest things, because you still did that. You still chose to get up and out of bed. Virgo. We're going to need that Virgo grounded, practical. Yeah. Yes. And then something I've started with my daughters before we go to bed, they, we go around and we say something that we really appreciate about the other. And then they also say something that they love about themselves. Oh my goodness. I love that. Yeah. And giving like, uh, oh, Deepak Chopra has a book and a couple podcasts and a lot of information out on the seven laws for spiritual success or seven spiritual laws for success. He wrote one geared towards parents for their children too. One of them is the law of giving. Um, the other one is like accepting flow. Don't say no, go with the flow. So those are just beautiful spiritual laws to touch base and get back into that will help you that will remind you of, of compassion. So even any spiritual text that resonates with you, yeah. get up, read a line, read a paragraph, go to any random page that too in itself is going to bring you back to that space of like of spirituality where all that compassion, grace, empathy, love lives. Yes. Yes. And, and it like, whatever sparks it for you, no matter what it is, anything, like you said at the beginning, like whatever that is, whether it's dancing or, or, um, gardening or cooking for other people or fixing cars, like who knows what it is. It's limitless to how, how it is for people all over. We're so diverse in so many beautiful ways. So there's, there's endless possibilities of, of tapping in. It's just a matter of what's yours. What's your favorite. (laughs) Yeah. And another one that I thought of, I want to say like, start saying, practice saying yes, practice saying no to yourself, to others and practice acknowledging. Um, When you have a feeling, acknowledge your feeling, get used to like saying, oh, I'm feeling frustrated right now. And that's okay. It's okay for me to feel frustrated. I really feel frustrated. Acknowledge your feelings because just acknowledging takes takes the edge off of it and is a practice of acknowledging how you feel. It's a practice of compassion and then start to listen for it in the way in what other people are saying, because there's words that people are saying, but there's always going to be an emotion underneath it. Um, What's the emotion. So if I come to you and I'm like, I don't want to overthink it. Oh, Oh my gosh, Ashton. I am like, you guys started class late without me. I really needed that class. Uh, I have such a, like a day ahead of me. What's my feeling behind that? Like that I'm picking up that I'd pick up on. Yeah. Uh, frustration, feeling left out, maybe, or feeling that's not a feeling <laughs> frustration. Yeah. And feeling left out. You could, I would say that, um, like I'm missing out. Or isolated, not maybe being isolated. You could, yeah, you could just stay with, but so like acknowledge the other person like, wow, it sounds like you're frustrated. 
um, how can I help you in this moment? You know, like, yeah, class already started. And is there anything else I can do for you? I get it that you're frustrated. Cause then you're hearing, you're hearing and acknowledging. Then you're saying, I hear you. I see you. I understand this feeling that you're having. Cause it's not about the class. It's about the feeling. Yeah. And when you can acknowledge another person, like who doesn't, that's all we ever really want is to be seen and heard. Um, it doesn't matter if you think like, I could have gone into, well, you were late. It's your fault. You weren't looking up. No, like, is that going to help? Um, and that's judging. Then you're judging and it's playing the right, wrong game. You can avoid all of that just by like saying, Hey, I see and hear you, you know, like you're heard, you're heard. Yeah. I, I hear that you're frustrated. You can still stand your ground. No, you know, class already started and it's our policy. And that's something to bring up too. Like you can, we can be compassionate and hold boundaries at the same time. Like just because we are opening our compassion doesn't mean that we let go of boundaries. That doesn't mean that at all. So that's a really great example too. Cause if the policy is always being starting class at this time, this person it's in that moment, acknowledging the feeling, but also upholding the boundary. They can exist both at the same time. So the compassion has room with the structure of boundaries. In fact, boundaries amplify the compassion. And well, what does it lead to? Connection. Yes. You didn't have to disconnect. You didn't have to take sides. You're connected. Uh, And all of these, but you can't set that space and and that boundary until you've gone in and done your own work um, around how you feel, where your boundaries are, because you're the only one that can know that. Uh, so that's why it's so, so important to go in and do the inner work. Yeah. It takes that to be able to get to this. Mm-hmm. That. So setting, setting the intention saying, um, I intend to be more mindful of, of myself and how I respond. It could be that simple in X, Y, Z situation. Like maybe in, in an area of life, we have it down, but in another area, we're like, we don't, or in, in an area it's like, yeah, but another area is like, so it's, it's just bringing that light to that area. Yeah. Cause old habits die hard, <laughs> old patterns and dynamics die hard. <laughs> That's why it's a practice and you have to bring compassion to yourself. What practices would you recommend or come to mind for getting in touch with how you feel and nurturing yourself and exploring and creating boundaries? Practice for getting in touch with how you feel and exploring and creating boundaries. And nurturing inner nurturing um i think giving yourself permission and even i read this from Brene brown she says write yourself permission slips because it's us we're holding the energy we are in control and so when even just writing it saying i give myself permission xyz whatever it is for you. Like I give myself permission to nurture myself by spending money on food, good food. Or I give myself permission to 
take care of myself by buying nice clothes. I give myself permission to nurture my soul by treating myself to luxurious baths, whatever it is for 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 a person as in for what brings that nurturing energy into their life. Or I give myself permission to receive affection from others in a loving way. That could be another form or anything that that um, sets it. And then uh, when you notice you're presented with the opportunity to receive, tap into and be mindful of how you respond to it. Like so, when if for example, something that nurtures you is physical touch, and someone comes to give you a hug that's welcomed that you feel comfortable with but you notice how you respond, like, no, listen to your body, not your mind, but like, how does, does your body flinch? Does it like tight, tighten up? Does it tense? Does it relax? Are you, and like you said, there's no right or wrong, but there's awareness in how are you responding to the energy that's present? They're walking over to you. You're, you're about to, you're feeling them because you're energetically sensing. This is using that, that's, you know, I want to say that, sense of feeling yeah your sixth sense Mm -hmm. (laughs) um start to intend to open your awareness to the feeling of it and then as it happens you can track your own your growth the growth as it um happens so the first time maybe you you write someone writes a permission slip an event presents itself that it comes up like someone wants to give you a spa bath or something if yours was a luxurious bath do you tighten up are you like ah do you feel guilty like is there something what comes up is exactly what you need to like sit with like you said take a look at and then um continue to grow with it and then it's going to keep keep you know events will keep presenting themselves and then you'll be able to say one day it happens naturally effortlessly and flows easily. Like, like it's not even a second thought in your head. Like it breathes, it's as natural as breathing that this would happen for you Mm -hmm. So watch the progression of it and watch yourself um, dissolve into that space of natural effortlessness. Mm. And it takes reflection. So either like, mentally maybe as you walk you're reflecting uh or recording or writing find your practice for reflection because i'm sure there's many ways to get to the same result (laughs) and it still takes the work of reflection reflection sets intention and you won't You'll have a more clear intention when you take the time to reflect and then you'll have more intent coming into your intention. Yeah. More energy for it. Cause you've, it's, it's like the energy has been presented to you like, and you've had that process. Yeah. Yeah. And you'll also be more grounded in the intention. If you've taken the time to reflect and go through, through the inner work. Um, because it won't be as shaky. You won't, you'll trust yourself. You won't be as like back and forth and like, wait a second. You won't let the word of the other person sway you. You'll be yeah. like, no, I, I, I know my why. I know my why. You don't have to know my why. You don't have to see me. I know my why. And that's all that matters. Again, going back to the validation, you're the only one that ever has to validate you. Yes. Yourself. Yeah. Yes. Oh, yes. Yeah. Okay. Allowing it to unfold. 
So I want to share another story, story time with Christina again. Story time with Christina. Uh, and this was recent. It was Sunday. I go to yoga every Sunday at 10 a.m. with Anton and his wife. He leads a yoga class and then we gather up. It's called Temple of All Souls. Anybody's welcome. But we do a little spiritual service and somebody presents on a topic of something that's been coming up for them um, and or various other, other things that go into it. Amy this week presented and she had prepared this song and I can't remember all of it, but the beginning was I let go, I release. And at the end, there was something about trusting the universe. I believe at least that's what I remember from it. And it was just the perfect message because I was observing attachment in my brain. Attachment to needing things a certain way. And I knew like internally, I knew you're attached. You need to let go. And through this is, this is actually ironic. Three weeks ago, it was in Anton's class where the words just kept coming up. Your will, not mine, your will, not mine as far as the universe. And again, those words came to, to my, my mind. And where it's like, sometimes you don't, we don't know the universal plan. The universe is always working for your favor and you have to allow it to unfold. So recognizing where you're attaching, recognizing where you're stuck in the energy and allowing it to flow through. Uh, However, and that's, there are going to be so many different ways that you can do that. And going back to the no right or wrong in patterns and habits and that's why like there is no judging of pattern and habits. And sometimes something is going to be the best for you to choose to let go of that energy. But then that's where you get to that space of surrender, trust, and allowing it to unfold and back to the beautiful design of the universe that's already got you. Like you said, how many times have you looked back and saw, oh, it worked out and it worked out even better than you thought. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like, oh, wow. Thank you, universe. That. You took that out and brought this in because, wow, like that blew me away. That was beyond my, my, beyond what I asked for. Yeah. Yeah. So that's the beauty of allowing things to unfold. And I just think it's so ironic because yeah, that's exactly what was coming up for me on Sunday. Allowing and, and letting letting go of control because when we're not allowing it to unfold we're trying to control it all we're stuck in the it has to happen this way and you're not allowing anything you're like you have a, a stick down in the ground yeah and you're waving you're like you have your flag and you're like I'm not moving but guess what nothing else is gonna move either <laughs> take that that flag out and bring it with the white flag of surrender yeah. <laughs> and then you get back to the flow (laughs) I'm on a roll with metaphors today (laughs) you can tell I'm back in flow because this stuff starts to happen (laughs) Um, and that's why we have practices to help us practice all of this (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we 
which which creates a structure like one thing i love um in japanese culture they have uh buildings since there's earthquakes on the lands they have buildings that are meant to move with the earth as it quakes like how beautiful is that so same with our lives we build these structures that are flexible and fluid so as change comes we're still grounded yet we're moving with the flow as it's like changing yeah that's a great analogy I love that they really do they have these buildings and I was like on a YouTube thing watching like architecture and Japanese construction I was just oh my god it's like that's how their culture is about flow the the going with what's present and you know the energy that doesn't have a name is yeah oh my god I can't wait to go that's on my bucket list me too let's go Let's steer, do not tempt me with travel because that, as you said, tendency to escape. And we talked about this earlier. I was like, that's my favorite way to escape. Can I just keep traveling all over the world? Mm. (laughs) My girls will adapt to school over the internet. (laughs) Virtual courses. Yes. They'll adapt to going with the flow. They're already great at that. (laughs) I'm just giving you real world experience, my love. You'll be so grateful for this when you're older. this is real this is training for life yes the life school the earth school yeah however as an authoritative parent (laughs) I do like to know to be in touch with how my children feel parents make decisions however that doesn't mean we don't have to be responsive to how our children feel it might not change the decision however (laughs) You can still, you can still acknowledge their feelings. Just like, I'm still not going to let you go into the classroom, but I can still acknowledge your feelings. Yeah. 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 Oh. All right, love. Well, any last little minute tidbits, anything else you want to share about this upcoming month? Um, I would say tune into the compassion, allow your dreams to communicate with you. So if you find yourself daydreaming about something, follow that, listen to your inner guidance. Um, If you at any point feel overwhelmed or like heavy energy, trust that it's passing, let go, surrender and open to the flow and, and trust that whatever's ending or whatever patterns are being dissolved as for the best because you're exp- we are all expanding into this space together like this is we're all in this we're all in this together and it's happening so um drop the oars and flow downstream <laughs> and allow the unfolding to bring in more yes say yes love it all right level well, thank you so much as always i appreciate your time yeah you thank always so you. insightful had the Gemini Sagittarius. Boom, 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 boom. <laughs> Gemini Virgo. Seriously, we vibe well. I love our combos. <laughs> Me too. Always. And I can't wait to spend Saturday with you. Woo-hoo. Yay! Full <laughs> day talking about relaxation. Yes. Heck yeah. Oh, yeah. Maybe connect with water in some way, shape, or form. Ooh, see, we're, we're already on it. Mm-hmm. All right, girl. Have a good rest of your afternoon. You too. I'll see you soon. Thank you. Yes, absolutely. Bye. Thank you for tuning in to the House of Minds. Cheers to mind expansion.